This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, this is Daryl with AfterBuzz TV. I was recently looking to buy a car and thought to myself, there has to be a better way. It's such a stressful process. That's when my friend told me about a new way to buy a car. It's called TrueCar.com. At TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others pay for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price. Because at TrueCar.com, you get a savings certificate, and you just take that savings certificate to a TrueCar.com certified dealer so you don't need to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,000 off the MSRP. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guaranteed savings, a hassle-free experience, and a true car certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Come on, save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others what others do for you. It's your jam. It is. It really is. Phil's even dancing in the booth, too. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. For the reclap. (laughs) Reclap. I don't know if you guys watch another after show here. Dance Moms, baby. They taught me that. I love it. (laughs) The AfterBuzz reclap. But... Sure. Yeah, this isn't Dance Moms, though. This is Parenthood. Wrong show, guys. Wrong show. We are here doing Season 5, Episode 19 already. Woo! My goodness. Fraud alert. Overall, what did you think of this episode? It was nice to have a, another happy, feel-good episode after so many really intense tearjerkers. I agree. Lots of okay. action in this episode. The first opening scenes were kind of sex scenes. A lot of the... Bravermans were naked, and then there yeah. was a lot of like surfing going on, a lot of you know Surfboard. ATVing, lots of like action, like rollerblading, and very happy, feel good. Yeah, yeah for you. I liked it. I thought that a lot of the scenes, there's just a lot of scenes. <laughs> there is a lot, of and them. a lot of them are really short and kind of you know just showing like the ATV action, which is great to see, but nothing really happening like a happy filler episode. yeah it was like a filler episode a fun i mean a fun filler episode but you know what we should probably introduce ourselves oh Phil <laughs> threw me off at the reclap but <laughs> i'm your host marissa serafini and with me we have another full panel tonight i'm danica kennedy i'm elena jordan and i'm tiana hobson yes we're all back uh the, yes like you were saying this was a feel-good episode a lot of fun fun moments here and a lot of nice fun uh father-son bonding time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's start off with Zeke and Crosby. So Zeke gets finds on the internet, what was it, Craigslist or something, that he uh, there's this guy in Oregon who's selling this grill for his GTO car that he's remodeling at a really good price. And he drags Crosby out of bed after spooning mm-hmm. with Jasmine, saying, <laughs> hey, we're going to go to Oregon in the morning. Get ready. We're going on a road trip to go get this grill. I think this just shows that you're never too old to have a great father-son bonding road trip. And I loved it. I loved everything about this from Zeke walking in on Crosby and Jasmine. I thought that was awesome. 
Um, because yeah. <laughs> they're you know smushed up in Crosby's old bed, and you know it's like a twin sized bed that they're sleeping in. At least it looked pretty small. Mm. Um, and then you know just their whole road trip adventure was just like yeah, the guys going out and doing guy things, and also you know just having a chance to sit down with your dad and talk about life and what's going on. Yeah, they got to have fun too. They weren't with their wives and kids. Like Zeke had to have his cigar, and he got to get that motorcycle. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so they go on this road trip, and then during the whole um, nice bonding moment, and then during the road trip, they find they spot ATVs, <laughs> and that's always fun. I mean, like I grew up in Podunk, so I know what that's like. But uh, what did you think of this whole experience when they actually got to Oregon and they dealt with this really rude kind of owner there? Um, and we, they kind of had the bait and switch, and the guy was like, well, we, we actually, this is a state-of-the-art, one-of-a-kind kind of grill for a GTO. You're never going to find anything like it. And I don't know anything about cars, but I'm like, okay, sure, I believe you. But Zeke had made the agreement with Polly over, like, online bef- the day before saying that he they agreed on the 450 price, but this guy that they're dealing with today... Ernie. Ernie, thank you, is wants to kind of up the value and try to get more out of them. What did you think of this whole bait and switch situation? Don't shop on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zeke kind of called it from the start because the reason he wanted to go up there was he said, I talked to the guy on the phone and it all sounds kind of shady, but I want to go up there and see it for myself and check things out and, you know, go get it. Because Crosby's whole thing was, why are we not just sending him the money and having him send it to us? And mm-hmm. Zeke kept repeating that, you know, the guy just didn't sound all there on the phone. So, Well, I think it was also that Zeke was just trying to avoid the whole situation with the house. Yeah. And he was just mm-hmm. trying to run away anywhere he could to kind of put it out of his mind. So... You know, he obviously was upset with the situation when he was saying it was now going to be 700 instead of the 400, but I think ultimately it was kind of, well, he didn't really care as much about the grill. Yeah, and we find out Zeke actually had something more deeper going on with within him. He He's kind of having a late-life crisis, which I thought it was very good of Zeke to actually open up to Crosby about that and actually admit that to himself that he's feeling a bit old. And having this spur-of-the-moment road trip with a son after something that he loves, that I, like, it would help him feel young again. I think the road trip pushed him to make the decision to want to sell the house more, too, because he's getting out of that house. He's always there, you know, working on the cars, and he's very Mm -hmm. comfortable in his environment, which makes you feel old, I'm sure. That's what old people do. They sit at home, and they watch TV, and they, like, go walk around malls and things like that. So, like, you can't just do that. You have to go out and adventure and road trip if you want to feel young. And I'm sure that sparked his interest to make him want to move somewhere smaller so he could travel more with his wife. Yeah. But this conversation with Zeke and Crosby, I I think it was good that Zeke finally came to that moment of acceptance. Like, he is getting old. He does have to move on. He does have to sell the house. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he said it out loud. I think when Crosby was saying, you know, have you brought this up to mom? And Zeke was saying no. But I think once he said it out loud and he was like, I feel like I'm cashing in the chips. I'm getting near the end. But then Crosby saying, you know, we just rode ATVs. We're hanging out. You're not. This yeah. isn't the end of your life. This is the start of something new. Yeah. And I think that him also saying, you know, that he already told um, Camille that he would sell the house but it just felt like things were happening so fast because you know the house is barely wasn't even on the market yet before they get mm-hmm. this outrageous um, offer on it and stuff so I think that played a big part in it too in his hesitation and you know yeah he said he agreed to sell the house but he also probably thought he had another five six months you know it takes a while usually for houses to sell so he probably thought he still had a couple couple more months at least with the house not 72 hours to make up his mind and you know right start escrow and all that and you know that's a really nice house i mean i i'm sure there were a lot of people who were after it so i'm not surprised that there was a high bidder out there that fast but with an all cash offer like that and so fast it concerns me what they're gonna do to the house Mm -hmm. like is he really gonna live there is he gonna 
tear it down and start Did over? It? Does he just it want the like land? Tear it down. Yeah. yeah. Are they, they going to build saying. a parking lot there? Oh, you know? that'd be oh. terrible. Just makes you but, tragic. You know, that is reality. That's another fight that, for another day. Yep, that that does happen. <laughs> so after this nice heartfelt conversation, they go back to Ernie's, and because Crosby was eyeing the motorcycle in that junkyard area, and he's like, you know what, we'll make a deal. You sell the girl for four fifty, and I'll also buy this motorcycle. So they they're both happy. <laughs> yeah, but is Jasmine happy? Kind of <laughs> I'm thinking Jasmine's being really cool when he shows up. She's like, "Is that your dad's? That's your? You have a motorcycle now. You also have a baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a newborn <laughs> child. Not bad though. She wasn't upset no. at all. My biggest concern was you found a motorcycle in a junkyard junk and yeah. then drove it 500 miles and nothing happened. Like, it didn't break down on you. You didn't have any major issues. That just doesn't seem like this. I'd take it to a mechanic to get checked I out. I thought it was weird. You're, you have a truck. Put the motorcycle like, on the back. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you don't have, you to, just you don't to, have look to drive it. Really awesome driving down PCH with the yeah. hair I mean, and the sunglasses on. I mean, but who wouldn't want to do that? You just bought a motorcycle. You're going to want to ride it no matter how old but it is. San Francisco and Berkeley, the Bay Area isn't that close to Oregon. That's <laughs> really That's five. They said 500 miles. That's, At least that's a good 500 answer. miles. Yeah. You could do that in a day. You could do it in a day, but it's still on a motorcycle. I don't know how long it's been in the junkyard. Did they have to jump it to get it to start? Like, well, the magic of television. It wasn't good. I mean, this guy, he specializes in vintage vehicles, so it probably was actually a really good motorcycle, despite how old it is. But yes, so they get back home. Jasmine now has a new motorcycle as well. And <laughs> I was surprised that Crosby didn't really watch Jabbar get onto it. I'm like, dude, that's a motorcycle. He's like hopping onto it. You should probably watch a kid right now. He's one but... of those dads that like doesn't care though. He's like, yeah, like you want to check it out? Here, here's the keys. Go <laughs> learn go. his lesson on his own. There you go. Uh, so yeah, that that was nice to see. And then we also see Zeke finally tell Camille we. Yes, let's sell the house. So we kind of got that cap to that. So uh, another nice father-son moment in this show, we had Max and Adam. This was so sweet. I mean, okay, unfortunately, we know last week Max, the student on the uh, field trip, field trip, peed in Max's canteen. Terrible, terrible, terrible. So Max, and, uh, Max, Christina, and Adam, well, actually, Max wasn't at that parent meeting thing there so they go to the school talk to the principal and the dean and also mr knight complaining that something should happen there should be justice served doled out to these kids that bullied max what did you think of how this all went down did you think the adults the the school staff was in the wrong for how they responded to max uh, to adam and christina's concerns I get how they said, you know, we can't just go accusing kids, but it also felt like the principal and the dean just didn't want to have to deal with Max anymore Mm -hmm. because he has been such a problem in the past with his teachers and with the students and everything. They're like, you know, it's only a month left, so what if he just doesn't come back? I think they were just ready to get rid of him, and this was a perfect out for them. And I was glad that Mr. Knight was there to kind of stand up for Max and to say, no, this is wrong. Like, I'm on um, Adam and Christina's side. You know, something needs to be done because it's not going to stop. And you can't, you also can't expect a kid to just walk up and be like, I'm the kid who peed in the canteen. What kid is actually going to do that? No one's going to just come out and say it was them. You have to actually investigate it, but it doesn't look like they're investigating anything because you're not questioning the kids. They're not asking, you know, around to see who might have done it. But they're also just letting it happen. Yeah. And not really forgiving, or, like, just letting it happen. I'm sorry, I'm just so frustrated that that they're not doing anything, or no punishments to any of the kids. I would maybe, just as a collective whole class, like, um, postpone any field trips that they're on, like, really discipline them in that, because they're essentially allowing bullying in school. Yeah. I mean, I remember in school, you know, junior high school, something happening with bullying or something like that. And a class 
graduation trip or something, you know, it got canceled. Yeah. It was like, you guys, until someone comes forward and says who it was, like, this is not okay. There's repercussions for your actions. So since no one's stepping up, everyone's punished right now and you can't go do this. Yeah, and they are eighth grade. This is their last month of school. So they say so there's some like, graduation party they, or something. There's parties. There's dance. I'm sure that the end of the year dance. I don't think they have prom, but that annual yeah. end of the year dance or field trip. They should do something to this class to reprimand them. In some well, way. especially because Max even knows who it is, and the other kids clearly know who it is. They're just not even making any effort at all. And Christina puts points out, "You're punishing my child for being the victim. You're not punishing the." The student the who's student. bullying. And I thought Christina was so right for calling them out and being like, this is asinine. You and you and think you should thank Mr. Knight for actually being the only one st- sticking up for Max in this whole mm-hmm. ordeal that went down. And the sad thing is, is that things like this actually happen all the time where there's the bully kid or the popular kid picking on the kid that isn't as well liked or a little socially awkward and they're kind of a pain to deal with in class, so the school will just be like, oh, we don't want to deal with them instead. So they they just want him to be at home, which isn't the right thing to do. They should punish the other kid and be like, hey, maybe you should get Max into another school that fits him better. You know, mm-hmm. there could be a way more professional, polite way to go about handling it. Yeah. yeah. But then it turns out Max refuses to go to class anyway. Max doesn't want... He will Max not go back to that school. says he does not want to go back to Cedar... Whatever. No, I don't blame him though. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame but him. I also appreciate what Mr. Knight said about you know if we fail one student, but the fact that one of your students doesn't feel safe enough to come to your school mm-hmm. daily means that something's wrong with the system and something mm-hmm. needs to be fixed. And the fact that the principal and the dean didn't understand or even care about that point, just we're trying to dust their hands of Max for the last month. No, one of your students, whether it be Max who has Asperger's or a student who is doesn't have Asperger's, is just a normal kid who is still socially awkward or not as popular. If it had been someone without Asperger's, would you have changed the way you reacted? Yeah. Would you have fought for that kid differently than you're fighting for the kid with Asperger's? So yeah. I think it brings up a really good point, you know. You fail one kid, you fail them all because... For every Max, there's three other Maxes out there who feel the same way. And that's where we get all these kids, you know, committing suicide and stuff because they don't feel like they're being fought for. Sorry, I just got no. real deep. I got real deep. Whoa. I agree, Tiana. Sorry. Appreciate it, girl. Appreciate it. All right. It's all good. Oh, wipe the tear away. <laughs> wipe the tear away. <laughs> I couldn't said it better. Um, but I, I agree. And the fact that this was their last month, I'm surprised that they didn't give another alternative say... How about you homeschool him for the last month and we, like, send him the homework and he can do the work at home and then you can finish it that way. Or even if he went Because he's so close to graduation. Yeah, or even if he went to school and did his work in the library or something with a private tutor, you know, had one of the teachers sit with him to go over all his work and do his classes just outside of there. I don't know. Well, at this point, I think that... Adam and Christina are just as fed up with the school as the school is with them. So I really liked that one scene where Adam and Max are hanging out and he says, screw Cedar Knoll. And Max <laughs> does his whole, hey, I would get in trouble. I would lose screen time for that. And he's like, I'll give you more screen time if you say, screw Cedar Knoll. That was great. So Adam, yeah, because uh, this is all getting to Max and Adam realizes that and takes him surfing. I think that was a great idea I love to it. get him out he's been dealing with all that drama at school and I think everyone needs an outlet and he, the photography thing hasn't really been working out for him lately no because mm-hmm. Sarah and Hank but, <laughs> yeah. which is a whole other story but we do actually see because in back in season one when Adam was having all the stress in his life he needed that getaway moment and he went away to the beach mm-hmm. to go surf and it was very much kind of like the same thing tonight that's like Max needs to be happy. I'm going to go take him surfing. And he actually had fun to the point where Max even wanted Christina to be joining on the fun. I loved that. That was sweet. When Max, you know, and that's a big moment, especially Mm -hmm. for for a child with Asperger's to say, Mom, I really want you to come. I want you to be a part of this. That's so touching She's like, I can't say no to that. Yeah. 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 And Max is 
also teaching Christina how to use his own camera. I don't think he's let anyone touch that camera. That was really big. So that's a that's a big step in Max's direction too. So power to him. Uh, but that yeah, I liked that. Um, unfortunately, like with all the things that just went down with him, his parents are still there, sticking up for him and making him happy. Yeah, and so. I'm glad that we actually got to see Max surf because the first time they went surfing, we didn't actually see them in the water or anything. Yeah. And I was like, "What? They're not going to show us with the father son bonding thing?" Mm-hmm. And then I'm glad that it ended, you know, and he actually was out there in the Christina, water with right. Christina so watching. Nice. And Max Burkholzer did tweet tonight that uh, they actually did film that scene, um, Max and Adam surfing for the first time together, but mm-hmm. it did get cut. And but they did have the end oh. scene oh, where okay. all of them were together. So I, I thought that was interesting. Nice. Um, yeah, so very sweet. Let us know what you think about Max's whole situation. Did you like the fact that Adam and Christina uh, helped him and took him out of school and, and had that fun? I thought it was sweet. Let us know what you think on iTunes. Go ahead, rate, and comment, and subscribe. Subscribe to the other AfterBuzz shows we do here. We do about 75 shows now a week. Crazy. Ooh. And only more to come. Uh, so, yes, please do that. And then rate and comment also on uh, iTunes. Uh, sorry, YouTube as well. Because we, we read all the comments. And thank you all for loving parenthood as much as we do. Yes. So, uh, other kids in tonight's episode. Victor and Sydney. They're kind of having problems with their Ugh, parents Sydney. in the marriage. <laughs> yeah, Sydney. Still being that. That's my comment. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all there. But Sydney still being She's that kind so of brat. Annoying. But, uh, so, Joel calls Amber, asks for a babysitter, and I love how Amber just automatically volunteers <laughs> Drew. Poor Drew. <laughs> like, Drew's not doing anything. He's totally free. He can come over at four to babysit. So, Drew goes over, and then the the kids, they're, they're playing games, but they're not really having fun. And then... They're upset. They're fighting yeah. with each other. They're fighting getting each a other divorce. Angry. Probably. Most likely. My problem with Sydney in that fight was that she picked it, mm-hmm. and then when Victor actually like retaliated, did anything, then she's like, "Oh, no!" Like, get away from me! And I was like, "If you're gonna talk mess and start the fight with your brother, at least have the balls to not like go whimpering for someone to come save you when he actually re- retaliates." Your problem with that scene was that Sydney was in. <laughs> she blames him for everything yeah, too, and she's in... always making stanky faces. And she's so I just... mean too. How she can you that held back? Her. Shut up, Sydney. I don't know. She's all these digs <laughs> at Victor, and then like, she's come so on, that low blows. Just like, low blow. well, and they didn't really want to do anything either. They're just all annoyed and sad, and they just want to play video games, and they're picking fights. And yeah. Well, Drew, Drew tells Amber it's the saddest. Forty dollars you never made. <laughs> that, that was really funny. And we find out really in the sad. end, Amber's true motive was to get dinner out of Drew. Buying <laughs> the Chinese food for the night with the forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, Drew's having problems babysitting. Amber has to step in now, and actually, they have a brilliant idea of taking the kids to go roller skating, which is fun. Have you guys ever yeah. gone roller skating? Yeah. I love it. It's funny. Skating. I recognize the roller rink that they shot that at. Really? And they've used it in, like, last week's episode or, like, another episode before. But this week, they were ragging on it. They were having the kids talk about they how terrible it was yeah. over and over again. And I'm like, that they always hard. shoot at that location, too. So... I was kind of surprised how much they were ragging on it this episode. Well, you have negative Nancy Sydney, so that's yes. why something had to be said about the She's place. Like, Seventy yeah. style. She's gonna so complain about for everything. Me. You weren't even born, girl. <laughs> but I did like know seeing, what the seventies like. I did like seeing all the cousins together because I feel like that's something that we don't get to see often, mm-hmm. um, especially the older cousins because there is that age gap between mm-hmm. them. You know. Drew even said, I don't have anything in common with them. Like, there's no, like, I don't hang out with, I don't talk to them hardly ever. You so haven't was, seen Drew really together really alone with, with them. them. Yeah, I was, it's like, wow, you know, for their parents to all be so close, the fact that, you know, their kids aren't closer, and I get that there's the age gap, but still, you know, the fact that Drew coming over is a weird thing mm-hmm. just seemed kind of off for this family. I was like, wow, I'm glad that they kind of addressed that tonight and kind of 
set up the stage for them to get closer in the fact that, you know, both sets of siblings, well, Amber and Drew have gone through it and, you know, Sydney and Victor are currently going through it. Yeah. So at least they have people there. I love the two generations. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's so awesome having the current generation who knows who who went through that and just like passing on that wisdom. Like it it sucks now, but it will get better. I, I love, love that and her telling her to yeah. be nicer to her brother, basically. Yeah. yeah. She was like, Drew helped me through what you guys are going through, so be nice to him. Stop picking on him as much. Yeah, and they could be what Amber and you are in 10 years from now. Amber's so awesome. She just needs to give Sydney some cool points. Like yeah. She has more to spare and Sydney <laughs> desperately needs Amber's, Amber's just, just so cool. She took all the coolness and Sydney didn't get any. <laughs> what she needs to do is just start hanging out with Sydney a little bit more, you know, because Sydney doesn't have a sister, so she doesn't yeah. have a girl role model closer in age. So if I were Sydney, I'd Oh, I'd be in awe of my older cousin, Amber. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Like, trying to hang out with her all the time. And, you know, if she were to just come pick me up from school and take me to the mall, and all we did was walk around in circles for an hour, I would have been like, oh my god, I had the best day ever with my cool older cousin. And Yeah, she's, she's the cool person. And, you know, Amber is just so great at talking to the younger generation. They can listen to her, and she understands them as well. And she even had that nice thing with Max Max. at the luncheonette saying that, I know bullying is is tough, but everyone, unfortunately, has to go through it. And But, like, just reassuring him that, like, I went through it in high school, too. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I loved how Amber can have those scenes with with the kids. Be the voice of the younger generation as well. She's the voice of all generations. And all the scenes. Yeah. Which was cool tonight, seeing Amber with... With Mark. Somebody that we haven't yes. seen in a while. Mark Sear comes back. What do you think of Mark's return? It Was it as... Strange. I felt it was kind of anticlimactic considering we only got him for two scenes. What did you think of his whole return? I thought it was weird that Amber calls him Mr. Mark. Mr. Mark. This was almost <laughs> your stepdad. Like, he was two click... Like, one click away from being part of yeah. the family. And... You call him Mr. Mark? And she's grown. It's like, yeah. I haven't been in school for a while. Yeah. Just call him Mark. It's weird. Once your mom started screwing him and then almost marrying him, I feel like that gives you the right to just call him Mark. Mm-hmm. You know? But I thought it was funny and cute how she still called him Mr. Mark. But other than that, yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. I kind of figured once he called Sarah what was actually happening. And then it actually happened. Okay, yeah. it was really weird that they went to that fancy of a restaurant for him to say that he was engaged to another woman, though. You don't yeah. take your ex-girlfriend to, like, a really... That's like a restaurant you propose to someone at. That's a yeah. fancy, like, And he ordered her wine that she likes. Yeah, like, that's like what you do for a birthday move. or something, not, like... Hey, hope you've been doing well. I'm marrying someone else. Didn't want to tell you over the phone. Uh, well, I, I got to give it to Mark. It was nice that they actually had an adult, you know, get back together yeah. um, dinner to to really just like kind of get that closure to that relationship. It felt like closure. And I loved how all this went down before they even ordered. Yeah. yeah. This is also a conversation that could have happened over drinks. Yeah. It didn't need to be dinner because he put everything out there before she even had a chance to look at the menu. Mm-hmm. So then what do you talk That's about? That's awkward for, for a while. The rest, of the, convers- the rest of the dinner, you still have three courses coming to you. Well, so that's probably why Mark ordered the wine early <laughs> to get through all that for, for so Sarah could get through all that. But uh, yeah, so Mark is engaged now. It's only been a year. He really hasn't changed, but apparently he's moved on. Like, his physical appearance hasn't changed. I figured, like, something would have changed with him. But I guess Sarah hasn't changed physically that much in the past year. She didn't really do the whole, I'm going to change my hair. Drew asked if he looked different, and she was like, it's only been a year. Oh, my God, can you talk about how awkward it was when he's like, you're getting married? And she's like... No, no, I'm not actually. That was so <laughs> awkward. So much happens in a year. Yeah, a lot can happen in a year. But uh, that that was a funny moment. So uh, yeah, but I was I felt like they underused. You know, like they didn't utilize Mark. It was like a big as Mark. Com- it was a big talk yeah. this whole week. Mark coming back. Mark you know, oh my back. gosh, Mark what's gonna back. happen? What's gonna happen? It and then it's just it wasn't that exciting. No, it, wasn't. Well, it was like, hey. Here's Mark to tell you 
he's never going to be back again. Bye forever. Or he's yeah. off the market. <laughs> yeah. Or here's Mark sad. just because he was free this week. So <laughs> we've decided to have him come in and shoot some scenes. Yeah. But, okay, so it felt like closure to this relationship, unfortunately, because I loved Mark and Sarah together. But it kind of still allows the opportunity for Hank and Sarah to still go on because Hank is still having problems kind of dealing with Sarah in his life because he's admitting his true feelings again to Pelican because he also says that, uh, like, I liked having her in my life and having this business, really, her professional relationship, but he doesn't know anymore. And he thought he had a chance. Yeah. My the only one that feels like they're really dragging on this plot line. Yeah. I kind of feel like mm. each week they're like pulling this Hank Sarah kind of relationship and it's been dead for a while. Especially pulling yeah. in Mark. I thought that was going to be more of like a plot development in like bringing him in. And it kind of just was like, oh, here he is and that's it. And then back to like Hank wanting Sarah and Sarah not really caring and wanting to move on. And it's kind of just sitting like that for Where a long time. Where is Carl, too? Like, they live in the same building. He's gone. Where? Carl went to... He's in Africa. Oh, you're right. And she I thought that was only for no. a week, though. Yeah, but... I thought he was coming back. It's so, like two weeks or something. Yeah. Well, guys... It was a short trip. <laughs> last week's episode happened a day ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because TV remember, world. they only have 72 hours to decide That's on the house. True. So it hasn't been a week in TV years yet. A lot happens in yeah. Good three days. But, Good I mean, I just, I'm mad at Sarah because, or I'm mad at the Hank and Sarah story because last week Hank was like, I'm through, I'm done. And then mm-hmm. immediately came back. And now this week they're acting, Sarah's still acting like Hank never said these things. You know, never said, I still have feelings for you and I want this to be more. And she's just still not using him but still right there and you know they're working together again on a new they're project and champagne they're popping champagne and celebrating and just, like, yeah. her apartment yeah it's like yeah. wait he just said these things to you last week i know that that was you know an emotional time but at some point you need to realize what you're doing to this man and realize mm-hmm. that the way that you lean on him is actually hurting him if you're not going to reciprocate it. Right, because Hank is pining for Sarah, but Sarah's the one leading him on. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they want to get together in that, or Sarah doesn't want to get together in that way. So I hope they kind of finish this. Cause She's now that, too nice. I'm ready for it to wrap up. I know. Well, like, I wanted Mark to come back and really hash out the love triangle. Yeah, going and on. it would have been awesome. And they didn't even have any scene with Hank and Mark. Yeah, because even when Amber showed up at Sarah's apartment when they were toasting and was like, oh my gosh, so I saw Mark, and then yeah. she was like, wait, Hank's here, you know, text me later. I thought that was going to be something more, you know, okay, well, let's see, you know, is Mark going to be the one coming over next to come see her? And yeah. Hank's is Hank there? Gonna, like, is Hank going to see him? I hoped problem? they were all three going to be in a scene together. That was my prediction yeah. last week. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I hope there's going to be some drama and all of them are together. And, and yet there wasn't. wasn't. Nope. The biggest drama was Hank saying, so how's Mark? And Sarah going, he's engaged. Oh. And then it's done. <laughs> yeah. And okay. That was it. That, that was weird how they talked about that during this professional photo shoot in front <laughs> With of a, a model. model. I'm like, you, that's not the best time there. and place to talk about your, profess- your personal relationship. Okay. Uh, but I guess Hank's. Okay with it, because now that Mark is officially kind of out of the picture, he's like, hmm, all right, maybe I do still have a shot. Maybe. But. Just give up, Hank. Mm-hmm. Give up. Maybe. Move on, Hank. Well, You're on. better than that. Speaking of moving on, people who seem like they're moving oh. on. Joel and Julia. Goodness, this, like, year-long, season-long problem that they're having, so... Joel, we see, we see Joel at the beginning of the episode. He's on a business dinner meeting date. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. It's always like fancy it's a dinner celebration. Meeting. They yeah. sold their first house. They sold their first house. I mean, good for Joel, good for Pete. But they get together and they're having this dinner, and Joel wants to be the nice guy and take the pick up the tab. Ends up being how much? Four hundred sixty-eight dollars and thirty-six cents. That's a lot of money. That's an insane amount. Isn't of money. it always? 
so awkward and like it always seems to happen to you when you know you're like oh i'm i'll take this one and then it's always like the most expensive (laughs) meal ever and you're like man why did i open my mouth i knew i should have just let her pay right (laughs) and pete does say hey it's company credit and it's like go with the company credit come on tax write off man (laughs) yes seriously do it also very late at night they were having wrapping up that dinner at like 12 30 or something well i can understand late that. At night. Yeah. i mean if you work a full time full day and then you get off at work at 10 you go to dinner by the time you're done it's gonna be around midnight that's Looks that's actually though with people the in, credit card yeah company pe- calls yeah Julia. the credit card company people in new york don't even go to dinner until 11 p.m so i mean this is definitely that is very true and the same goes for chicago yeah people are out but until for 2 a.m in joel chicago. and julia that's a wild night out they <laughs> yeah they go to bed early they have kids, they have kids so. but so joel uses his card and then julia gets woken up by this fraud alert uh, notification that you know Joel just tried to make this transaction, and of course Julia has to question everything. Go goes to Joel, say, um, this happened because they're still sharing finances. I figured at this point, you know, get your own checking accounts, man. Break up that joint account. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting too that first she takes Sarah to the restaurant to find out because oh, she fine. can't even talk to Joel. So that was at least good that Sarah was able to convince her to talk to Joel at all, since she said it had basically been radio silence, but that just lets you know how severe it's been that they're mm-hmm. not even speaking. Yeah. That that was a funny scene, though. I, I do got to give them that. It, it was nice to see Sarah and Julia just bond in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then so Julia goes to Joel, talks about this whole thing, and then has to always ask about the personal questions. You're not dating her. You're not sleeping with her. What? And then, what did you think of Joel's reaction to that? He had been bottling that up for a hot minute. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really <laughs> he, was. Because I, I feel like he was harping on some things that I thought we had moved past. Well, Julia um, clearly did, Oh, yeah, too. Julia yeah. clearly had to. Um, and also, I want him to get the story straight. I love you, Joel, but she did not have an affair with Ed. Yep. No, mm-hmm. that didn't like, happen at that all. That did not happen. That's a figment of your imagination. Well, but I love this show, how good they are with backstory and sliding in that subtle line about, you know, I know that you had infidelity with your parents, and mm-hmm. that was a big issue, and mm-hmm. him saying, can we just focus on us? But that one little line just lets you know so much. So much about why he's harping on this. And I mean, I know that, you know, she didn't have an affair, but it was still kind of like an emotional cheating type of mm-hmm. thing going mm-hmm. on with her and Ed. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of his. No. Um, but I I don't know. It just felt like so much was bottled up and that Joel was unhappy for so much longer than we even knew about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what it really seems like, you know, and this is all catching Julia off guard. And I, the part for me, I didn't understand why he was so upset that she was asking what are we doing because i was thinking the same thing if i don't know what's happening right now because we don't speak to each other i don't know if i should be getting ready to like split our finances and like actually pursuing to find a job because i'm about to be you know divorced and need a income single income or if we're you just need your space and that you know eventually we're gonna talk and we're gonna come back together and work on the marriage i thought it was a legit question she was asking and he got i thought so too so upset it needs to be asked it's like someone has to say it, it right? needs to be, it needs to be answered because they keep dragging this storyline out too because every time we see them fight they're always talking about the same things like we know all these problems already just you know let the audience know if they're gonna work it out or if they're not going to and joel says tonight that at this point right now they're not going to work it out he was pretty upset that she had the whole career life and he was at home and did that for her. Mm-hmm. And then when the roles reversed, she couldn't handle it. And I think he was very upset in their marriage or relationship the whole time he was working because she was so mm-hmm. upset and bitter. And I think that's really what dragged down the relationship. But he didn't speak up and say it. He was just kind of like dying inside from it because he was really upset when they talked and I don't think 
the audience or any of us really knew how bad it was for him because he's more of like a quiet person yeah, he's an yeah. introvert he's introverted I, I mean i can understand that but he's really letting it up <laughs> tonight saying that it's not working they're not getting back together as of right now well, she's just making a mistake left and right too though yeah and so what did you think of julia going back to ed there are so many other people in the world that you can go on a date with don't go out on a date with a guy your husband already thinks you had an affair with because exactly. now you're kind of you're feed, proving his you're point, proving his point yeah. that something there was, was going something on. There. If you and ever want anything to work out between you and your husband, don't, don't. ever speak to Ed again. No. Yeah, there's her doing that is basically officially stamping like her and Joel or are over and going and. Like we're going to be going into predictions, but I don't think they are going to get back together because she's doing that. Well, I mean, she was doing a lot of things in the preview for next week, too, so it looks like someone's having a little too yeah, much fun. Too much Her fun. husband was like, we're we'll not get getting there. back together, and she's like, all right, <laughs> we're going wild. I feel like Julia just always needs, she's kind of codependent, emotionally codependent. Mm-hmm. She needs someone with her. Yeah. Just, just to, like, because she's not happy right now. She needs someone to make her happy. And I guess Ed always being there at all the wrong times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was actually really understanding that Julia would go to Ed but, for the help. But, you know, maybe it's something different than what we thought it was because we didn't hear any words. We just see them meeting and walking in somewhere together. Library bar? I mean, they could just really? be well, meeting up for a drink because last week, remember, there the was the hand, hand touching and that I, was pee. Yeah, okay, that and was I, ridiculous. Yeah, and they made it seem like Joel was the one on a date, but you know, tonight mm, we see that they both kind of reached for the check, and it was kind of an awkward moment, but it wasn't. Oh, that, they, really it was like anything. nothing though. It was like no. they both just reached for it, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I got the it." Editing, yeah. they really played yeah. that. Up. So we don't know I'm what mad. exactly is going to happen with Ed and Julia right now because we just see them going to. A bar together we don't know specifics oh. if she called him was like i'd like to go on a date or if she was just like my husband just said we're not gonna work things out i need a drink are you available i don't have any other friends so i'm just saying <laughs> that, that's things. why you drink by yourself <laughs> well that makes you not call it and drink by yourself i would I just mean, think on. hank mentality there's a braverman on every corner. corner just grab one of those and be like drink with me uh, that's, yeah. that's call that's crosby sad. he'll never say no <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe okay so any, anything else about this episode that we didn't talk about we'd like to discuss oh the one thing i wanted to point out when they took sydney and victor um Skating, mm-hmm. and then they finally actually joined in. Those kids were decked out in every sort of knee pad, elbow pad, butt <laughs> I hat, know, pad. I, I was like, when I was a kid, you just went with it. And if yeah. you fell, you got a scratch, but you got up and you kept going. I was like, what is this? Like, they look like the bubble boy. Like, they had pads on every inch of their body. But the other kids at the rink didn't. <laughs> just them. They were the other kids at the rink don't have to be insured actors. No, they're not. <laughs> the difference. So These faces <laughs> equal money. The other ones, they're extra. It's like, fine. we're trying to come back next season. We're not trying to hurt these children. Yeah, I was That's actually surprised crazy. they didn't just put helmets on them with, like, a full face mask before they went out there. But I just thought that was funny. Yeah, so, I noticed that, too, that was really funny. Okay, so you know what? Let's go to some news and gossip, shall we? After Buzz yeah. TV News. Alright, so uh, a couple fun things. Um, we know how last week's episode May and Drew, well, Amber and Drew, uh, they, they sang uh, the, mm-hmm. that acoustic gu- guitar song. And actually, that's not the first time they have sung together. Apparently, May and um, Miles in the summer of 2013, I believe it was like June or July, uh, last year they sang just a little bit and you can find the video online of them singing an excerpt from Taylor Swift's Me together. It was just a fun little duet that they like insta video. (laughs) So I'm sure you can find that out. Uh, If I can find it, I'll tweet the link. Um, So, and just having that 
happened last year that kind of added to Parenthood that they should do it in an actual episode. Oh. For real. So that, I thought that was cool. And I, another fun little fact that I didn't know, uh, do you guys know, have you seen the Disney Frozen yes. movie that just came out uh, last week on DVD? Well, Tyree Brown was actually the voice of young Kristoff. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. And also, Sam Yeager just got a new job. He, in, uh, according to Deadline.com, Sam Yeager enlists for American Sniper, which is uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie out. And the film stars Bradley Cooper, and Bradley Cooper plays uh, the main character called Chris Kyle. And But Jaeger's character, he will play Captain Martin, who welcomes Chris back to Iraq for the second tour of duty of his commanding officer on his subsequent tour. Marissa, you scared the crap out of me because you said he got a new job but didn't say it was a movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, so he's not going to be on next season of Parenthood? Which, I mean, they still haven't announced yet, but I'm just, I just was like, Sorry for that scare. (laughs) You almost gave me a heart attack. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so check check him out on Clint Eastwood's new movie. Um, There's no date yet set to release for that, but they're, they're filming it right now. And also another fun little article I found today um, news. They they interviewed Peter Cross and Lauren Graham about the whole Joel Julia situation, and they asked them uh, whose side would you be on. They're like, well, we got to go with our sister. <laughs> <laughs> so they they both said uh, they would root for Joel, and but they also interviewed Jason Kadams about this whole relationship that's going on with jo- Julia, whatever that relationship <laughs> is called. And uh, Jason Kadem says that his own 12-year-old daughter hates Joel right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's very telling, and it helps Jason in the producing of the show. And Jason said, uh, it felt like something we hadn't explored yet on the show, that the breaking up of a marriage. And he says, just for a couple reasons, Joel was the one who chose to leave. Therefore, some more people would be on Julia's side. And plus, Julia is a Braverman, so that makes us kind of biased that we would root for her as well. And he think, and Peter Cross says that he thinks women get hurt over faster. So, uh, which was really telling, because he says women tend to get hurt, and then they move on and accept it and forgive and then men they do it the same way but uh he says they we hang on to it a little bit longer hmm. like, oh, I, maybe that's peter's perspective on whole breakups of relationships but jason katem says just wait there's definitely a twist coming Ooh. which i think will be interesting to see and he says for the next four episodes, for the last four episodes of season five, it will definitely be a roller coaster ride. Ooh. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, NBC still hasn't announced if it's coming back for season six. I think we'll probably find out those results in May, which I'm hoping. I, I think that the numbers are actually pretty good for NBC right now, especially yeah. in the, the time slot that they're at. They're, um, it's more. Uh, Jason Kadem says very likely. And the NBC upfronts are in like a week or so. So, yeah. I mean, they should be making some announcements around then, too. That's a perfect platform to announce shows that you're going to pick up. I hope it comes. Yeah, back. so we'll, we'll find out soon. I mean, I'm sure Hopefully. we. There's so many more stories of the Bravermans that we have yet to, to tell explore. to the world. Yeah, yeah, so, but there no fun pictures tonight, and not a lot of the uh, cast members tweeted out any pictures this week. Maybe they're all spoilers, <laughs> so they could Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But you know what? Let's get to some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Alright, so we see in, in the teaser for next week, Julia's getting it on with Mr. Knight. You know what? I ain't mad at it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not either. I like Mr. Knight a lot more than Ed. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I hope that Ed thing is just her talking to Ed again and having one of those conversations mm-hmm. like they always do. Like, Joel thinks I did this with you and blah, 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 and hug and mm-hmm. maybe awkward kiss and then go bang Mr. Knight. 
Well, I can understand why Julia, she kind of needs some love in her life right now, but that's going to backfire on her so hard, and Joel's going to throw that in her face, too, and that's not going to help her I don't with think their marriage. they're going to be able to come back from this. Mm, who knows? I mean, let's think about it. These Bravermans, they always find a way to get involved with teachers, tutors, like anyone really who's teaching do. their nieces yeah. or nephews or even their own kids. And it hasn't really worked well for anyone yet. No. So I just hope that this whole Julia and Mr. Knight thing doesn't affect the school that um, Christina and Adam are trying to do. Christina will lose it on because, Julia. Because, I mean, if this yeah. affects him and his involvement in it because things don't work out well or if, you know, Julia and Joel end up getting back together and then, you know, have to be around this guy... I don't see how that's going to be good. It's but too awkward. Yeah, that would be really awkward. So I hope that Mr. Knight, um, maybe he's going to be her knight in shining armor. And Aww. Aww. No pun intended. No right? pun intended. <laughs> Something was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do you think is going to... Uh, do we think the house is really going to sell? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think so, too. I think that... The show's kind of going to have a makeover. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to end or not, but I think the house is going to be gone. I think Julia and Joel are going to stay split. Yeah. Where, where would Zeke and Camille go now that they don't have a house? I hope they go somewhere cool. If they didn't have a house. Somewhere Maybe cool? They, yeah, like a little cool home base that they can travel a lot. Maybe get a, um, an RV. Or, yeah. Or Winnebago and just like travel. Just Travel park. across country. Yeah, I just park it outside cool of your if they kid's lived house. In San Francisco and did a bunch of San Francisco yeah. scenes since they kind of touch on that here and there a little bit. Yeah, and then of course we see Hank still questioning his relationship with Sarah. So hopefully, I just hope they wrap that up. Yes, I agree, Tian. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> blah, blah blah blah. I and hope you... that next week is the last time we have to hear about Hank and Sarah. Will they? Won't Me they? Too. They yeah. won't. Um, and then we can all move on. With I think, yeah, they need to wrap up all of Sarah's relationship because we got Mark mm-hmm. back, who felt like we got a conclusion for closure for him, and then hopefully we'll get closure with Hank and Sarah's interesting relationship right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's end it on that note. Where can we all find you to keep this awesome conversation going? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Danica Kennedy. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Seraphine TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you, Phil, for engineering, and we will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 